Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on April 5th, 2021. And I have gone back to the movie theaters. Oh. I froze right there. I didn't know what to say. Shit. You didn't even remember what the word was. You haven't been there in so long. For the first time. You're like, what's that place with the big screen where I watch movies? For the first time in 13 months, I was in a theater eating some popcorn, taking my mask on and off at certain times. I did have my mask on for a lot of the movie because I my my stomach wasn't ready for popcorn. Mm. It just isn't in popcorn shape. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's been 13 months. Um, and I don't eat a lot of popcorn like at home. Like, I'll, I'll nibble in it, but not a lot. Um, yeah, I kept my mask on. Mask doesn't bother me, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Kong versus Godzilla. Or mm. Godzilla versus Kong, but I always say Kong versus Godzilla. The movie I've been so excited to see. The perfect film to see in your return to movie theaters, in my opinion. Because it is a movie... I don't want to spoil too much. We'll talk about it after the break. But first, we're going to talk about the latest episode, episode three, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. F-A-W-T-S? Yep. F-A-T-W-S. Fat W's. Falcon and the Winter. Yeah, Fat W's. I'm just going to say yep to whatever you say, Jay. I got your back no matter what. Um, Zemo's back. Peggy Sue's back. back. Nope. Peggy (laughs) Sue's back. Um, It was an interesting episode, to say the least. Yeah. And we'll talk about that after the break. Let's get into it. I don't feel so good. 
Hulk smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Episode 3, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ty, how you feeling? Um, it was okay. I, I didn't love it, admittedly. But okay. it, was, it was fine. Why didn't you love it? Um, kind of boring. Oh. Why is that? The action scene, I feel like, was lackluster. Like, it was there. It just wasn't as good as the other ones and kind of just dragged along. This felt like the most filler of the episodes. Like, we're going to go on a little side quest with Zemo. Yeah. And, hey, new side character, Sharon Carter. Let's hang out with her for a little bit and back to the main plot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole the whole premise of the episode was freeing Zemo, which was seemingly very easy to do from a high-security prison. Um Without. And they, they just didn't explain it at all. It was like, nice book. And all of a sudden, he had the card in his book. I don't know how the book got there. Yeah. <laughs> they just did no back to explanation. I didn't even think about that, yeah. Um, and then it's pretty much just trying to figure out the root of the super soldier serum. Yep. And first, they have to visit that one lady at the bar. Yeah. Falcon drinks a, like a snake. What was that, a snake heart? I don't know. It was fucking cool. Um, drank a shot of that. and they Called saw him the Smiling Panther? Something. Oh, that was a funny name. Um, and they see that girl, he gets a phone call, blah, blah, blah. So they go on, you know, and then they get chased and they find out who's, who made the super soldier serum, all this stuff. Um, one thing I had a question about as we're just going in chronological order when they were like, cause they obviously had a bounty on their head and there was someone shooting the people from the window. Was that Sharon Carter? Yeah. yeah okay. I so. I, that was implied, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And they re, you know, reconnect with Sharon Carter. She's kind of on the run, you know, the U S government she's real mad at him. Yeah. The U S government. Why is she in trouble again? Because she stole, in Civil War, she stole the shield and Falcon's wings and stuff to give it back That's to him. That's right. That's right. So they go to the airport. So, you know, she's hiding out in, where are they at again, Ty? I know you did Madripoor. research on this. Madripoor. Yeah. Why is Madripoor significant? Um, very big old hot spot for mutants in the comic books, especially Wolverine. Oh, shit. So mutants are coming. Um, we will probably see Madripoor again. So are they? Yeah. Is this just their way of teasing mutants in this specific show? Probably they teased it last on the the previous show with uh, Evan Peters, and mm-hmm. now this time they're they're they could have went anywhere in the comics, but they decided to go to Madripoor, knowing what the comic book fans are going to theorize now. Yeah, yeah, probably, and that all those chemicals in the guy's lab is going to make mutants or some bullshit. There's, it's just it's. I think Wolverine goes there. They do a lot of shit there because it's a bad place. Um, I think it's just a commonly commonly ventured island with the mutants. And yeah. a lot of mutant villains there. Yeah, I, I'm i not getting into any theories, though, ever again. I don't want to say ever again, but not with this show. I'm taking a one-show theory break. This show, this show is just not a theory kind of show. Which is good. They introduce stuff like, you know, the Elijah Bradley and whatnot for yeah. like, Young Avengers, which I'm cool with. But it's not like mysterious... Theories or Mephisto. With that being said, Sharon Carter's the power broker. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we have, you know, there's this this lurking presence, the power broker who was um, financing. What was the professor's name? I don't remember his professor name. Professor Super Soldier Serum. I, he's a one-off guy. They fucking shot him. Professor SSS. Yeah. Um, he was funding him because he originally was working for the government, but then the blip happened. Or the CIA, excuse me. The blip happened. Um, and then he had no work after that. And then... You know, this power broker funds him to make the SSS, mm. Super Soldier Serum. Yep. Um, they go, they confront him. Zemo shoots him because he hates super soldiers. Yeah, he said, fuck you, bro. Um, Very Zemo thing to do. I'm glad they didn't, like, fully try to, like, 
make him a good guy. Yeah. He's like, no, I still got I still got my rules. Yeah. This motherfucker's <laughs> going to die. <laughs> he was like, at the end, he was like, my bad. I did that. We're fine now. <laughs> um, and then that's when they get in the big old fight. You know, Sharon Carter was the one that led them to the professor and then was kind of fighting the guys off with them, helping them out. Doesn't go into the actual lab with them. Until, like, um, the very, very end. Yeah. And then it just gets blown up. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because she, she gets in a car. So Falcon, Winter Soldier, Zemo get in the car. They go back to Zemo's plane, whatever. She gets in another car, and she says some – what did she say exactly? Like we have problems or some shit. Yeah. Um, very obvious – I don't want to say very obvious because some people might not pick it up. But, like, she's going to be bad. I would almost – I'm not a good betting mad, as people that listen to the sports podcast know, but I would almost bet my life on it. She's there's something up there. Whether I jokes aside, I don't think she's a power broker, but I she will have a connection to him. I can almost guarantee. Why do you assume it's a him? I think it's a him Why in the comics. They could gender flip it. They did that with the the redhead in the show. Power broker can always be female. Come on, Ty. I'm just I'm just. What going is off. a power broker? He just he just brokers power. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. It just fucking sounds cool though, doesn't it? <laughs> is he like own a power plant? No, I think he's just got a lot of money. Okay. He's he gives out mutant or genes. she, they, um, which makes you wonder like, and obviously these are the loose ends they're gonna have tied together. Oh, like, he's a power broker because he gives people super soldier powers. Okay, but he was a power broker before the guy came with the super soldier serum. He he, he saw the future. He knows this was his line of work. He was gonna be in. <laughs> he had a goal, and he was fucking determined to get that goal. Um. So yeah, I. I why would she do that, though? Like, if she is – I do think she's bad. She's going to be connected somehow. But what's going to be the line of thinking for showing, you know, Winter Soldier and Falcon and all them, like, where the guy's at and helping him out and everything? Maybe she wants the scientist dead. Maybe she got the super soldier serum that she needed and doesn't want any more to I be created. I think ideally she's trying to help them so they can find Carly, the, the girl, yeah, and get their soldier serum back to re- recreate it. She's helping them find the people who have it so they can get it back. That's my working theory. Also, the whole pardon thing, getting pardoned in the United States and whatnot. Maybe she's trying to get back to the U.S. for whatever reason. I don't know why, but maybe there's a play there. Um, And the Flag Smashers, not as evil as first thought, it seems like. Yeah. She got a dead dead mom? I don't know if that was her mom or not. Person Um, died. They stole food from a food bank or something. Not a food bank. It was something. That they stole food from to go just give to poor there. children. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, it seems very much like it's going to be the whole bait and switch where they set these flag smashers up to be kind of like the big bads, and then like in reality, it's going to be like, oh, these guys actually they're kind they've did, done some fucked up things, but their their morals aren't all the way off. Blah blah blah. Well, they oh, teased that last episode too. Yeah. Oh, the bad person's really Sharon Carter and this, and Sharon Carter's working with the new Captain America, and because he's going to be bad, that's almost a guarantee. Um, maybe they're working together in some capacity. Maybe. I think it, it's going to be a bait and switch. The bad guys are not going to be the Flag Smashers. Mm-mm. No chance. They're going to probably end up working together somehow with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Gonna be, there's going to be like a redemption. We're going to like the Flag Smashers, and Zemo's just going to blow them all to hell and kill them all. <laughs> um, they're going to sacrifice themselves or something Yeah, because that's what they're going to do to explain it. And then it's really Sharon Carter and the new Captain America, John Stewart. <laughs> I don't know his name. John Stewart's the, the, the late night yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I fucking know John Walker. John Walker and, you know, his his sidekick. They're going to be the bad guys along with Sharon Carter. That's totally what's going to happen. There's three more episodes. Uh, we're halfway through. I would say I would bet at the end of episode four we're going we're gonna to get our first 
for sure like maybe not a full confirmation but first look at what's really behind the curtain it's either yeah. gonna be the new cap being bad or sharon carter it's gonna be something and then episode five will dive into that a little bit more and then episode six will be the big grand fight scene finale yep. that's what's gonna happen i agree um we did get a nice little tease at the end here with wakanda yeah yep. and one of the okoye soldiers mm-hmm. i know the main girl i didn't know who the side girl's name was fair um but she shows up. They want to fuck up Zemo because he killed he killed the king. Yeah, uh, T'Chaka. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, before T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. Which that's interesting. I wonder. Maybe a Shuri cameo. Do you think Chadwick might have been no chance originally written for this? Oh, originally written for it instead of her. I still think no. But. Yeah, it seems like with these shows, they're doing a lot more. And I, I was listening to a uh, Anthony Mackie. He did Hot Ones, and I was uh, watching that. And he was talking about how, like, in these movies, you know, the big guys, the Iron Mans, Captain Americas, the Hulks, all these guys, you kind of learn. They get their own solo movies, and they're even big players in the other movies. So you kind of learn about their characters and, you know, character development, all this kind of stuff. Whereas the side heroes, you know, the Wanda, you know, because up until this point, she Vision, really is a yeah. side hero. Vision, Falcon, um war machine even like a loki like these shows are going to help give these kind of side characters kind of more depth and whatnot and you know that's all we have we haven't seen any big you know doctor strange never showed up showed up at um you know whatever it's called wandavision WandaVision. uh we had you know Rhodes in this a little bit but he's still a side guy so maybe yeah they wouldn't have had you know t'challa in this at all because of that um and i think it's really just them trying to develop these characters for these side guys and that's why they did these first and then the future ones are going to be establishing the new characters and miss marvel and she hulk and all that stuff well um, yeah and you know miss marvel is going to be in captain marvel yeah uh, monica rambeau is another one they introduced in wandavision she's yep. going to be in captain marvel so you have the big a-listers this is kind of the next level of their universe developing those b-tier characters which makes a lot of sense just from a business standpoint of using a show like this that's going to get buzzed no matter what, as long as it's well-made mm-hmm. because of the fans and because it's something to stream at home. You don't have to pay for it. Well, besides the subscription. but And to build these characters other than being like, hey, let's try to make a Falcon movie. And yeah, like, because that wouldn't sell. Yeah. But now when Falcon, you say, oh, Falcon's going to be in this next movie or whatever, you're like, that's going to be fucking cool. Which it, It's growing an audience for these side characters and a fan base for the side characters to get you excited to see them in bigger properties where they will spend their money. Why do you think they made a why do you think they made Ant-Man its own thing and they're making like three movies? Um that is probably, he big in the comics? Yeah, he was one of the original Avengers in the comics. Okay. Oh, um, that's probably why. And they didn't have the means for a television show at the time. Yeah. And it was probably like, "Ah, oh, let's make a funnier, lighthearted, get Paul Rudd a funny comedian it makes guy." Makes sense. That's why they would cast a big name actor for that specific. Yeah. Yeah. And again, those are their least um financially successful movies and yeah. one and two i think are the worst since like the original mcu films no i thought the well, ant-man and the wasp did good just because it was post endgame <sighs> yes but still it's not a billion dollar captain marvel spider-man yeah it doesn't hit those levels yeah um but no yeah i like what they're doing with these shows for sure and i hope they continue to do shit like this with the shows where it's the smaller characters getting a deep dive while the bigger characters get their own shows i mean own, own movies so way too early theory time because they pushed Loki back to fucking June. I'm pissed about it. Who's going to – so they're setting up this Young Avengers thing. And, yeah, this this Loki is in a different timeline or whatever because it's He'll the Loki. Back. He's going to be back. That stole the – whatchamacallit, um, Tesseract. Tesseract? Yep. 
I always get it confused with the one, the AllSpark from Transformers. <laughs> um, are they going to set up a Young Avenger in that series? Because both series have set up Young Avengers. You have uh, Wanda's kids. You have Isaiah Bradley in this. Um, is there going to be some sort of... So I don't want to get your hopes up. Okay. There is a kid, young Loki comic book series. Okay. So... Maybe they recast and, you know, like Ant-Man where, or Endgame where Ant-Man became young. Yeah. Some weird time fucking around. We get a young Loki. Okay. Maybe there's just both of them at the same time. Just kid Loki. It's like a little like Mario, baby Mario kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's like, baby Loki like rides on his shoulders. Or maybe Loki never does come back to the main timeline, but we get kid Loki. Yeah. That would be the only thing I could think of. Um, they can really do whatever the fuck they want with this series. I'm sure there's someone in the comics that could somehow loosely be connected. And Yeah. I mean, this one, again, they introduced a random Falcon and with yeah. Torres. Like, there's people we don't realize who very easily could be connected and show up in these. Okay. I'm excited for Loki still. Falcon Winter Soldier, it's been okay so far. Not as good as WandaVision, I will say. Yeah. I was hoping for more. I was hoping the story would be more engaging. Um, it's just we're kind of following them. That's fine. Yeah. The action scenes have been kind of cool the first two. Very, very disappointed that they introduced this badass Madripoor place. Um, awesome colors, awesome city life. And then we get a fight at a shipping yard instead of in this cool city going through the city. Yeah. I mean, we get the one at the bar, but that's a very contained event. Yeah. They get chased maybe a block. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a fight through this colorful, vibrant fucking city with all these random people. Maybe they'll return, though, if they got to fight. I hope so. Carter because that looks like an awesome place to introduce and like again like the vibrant colors and everything and shit like that would be awesome to have a fucking chase scene through that town yeah and city that would look so fucking cool maybe we'll get a scene where Falcon's flying through it and stuff and instead we just get the most bland shipping yard container fight scene that's in every action movie ever yeah that that scene was very unoriginal (laughs) Um, I like Zemo showing up blowing up a fucking gas pipe yeah that was cool uh, Falcon, not Falcon, uh, Winter Soldier ripping off the, like, supportive beam and then throwing it through the guy's chest. That was cool. Um, besides that, just a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. I did like the bar scene where he had to pretend to be Winter Soldier again. Yeah. Shows he's still badass. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, he looks like a good guy. He's trying to make right. If you piss him off, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> got a metal fucking arm. Um, I got nothing else on this, on this, though. Not a lot to theorize. Not too much to talk about. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping for the best... Second half of the series. It'll pick up. We'll see what we get, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. There will be some big action scene. Falcon looked pretty fucking fly in his in his suit. Yeah. Said he looked like a pimp. I thought he just looked great. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Is that, that's it? That's it. Movie time. Kong versus Godzilla. The movie I'm flipping every single time I talk about it. Ty. Is I you've got me fucked. It's Godzilla versus Kong. It, it is. is, but I like Kong versus. No, Godzilla I just more. you've got me so fucked up. I didn't know which way it was. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it just felt great to be back in the movies. It really did. Yeah, I I just watched it, HBO Max. Um, my goal was to go to theaters for Mortal Kombat to be my first one back, and then they just did me real fucking dirty, pushed it back like two more weeks. Yeah. Now I wish I would have seen, seen Godzilla versus Kong. It was great, man. It was it was a great experience. 
It was being back in the movies. You know, big screen? Uh, fuck yeah. Giant screen, you mean? Well, it's a giant or IMAX. It was the giant screen at Civic Plaza. Okay. Um, the noises were fantastic. Just the big screen was fantastic. The, Riley, the lizard roar versus the monkey roar. Riley had a headache afterwards. It was so loud, which is that's, a great that's sign. That's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what you want out of this movie. You want to walk out asking if anybody has ibuprofen. <laughs> Um, and just the fight scenes and the parts where it was epic was fucking epic. <laughs> That's what they're going for. Now there was a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, that wasn't so epic. Now I watched, do you know who Jeremy Johns is on YouTube? He does movie reviews. Mm-mm. He's got black hair. He's, he stands in front of a red background. Nope. Uh, he loves fucking Zack Snyder's justice league. So maybe you should go watch his review on that tie and you guys can, Hey man, um, I had a good time with it. Even this movie review, he was talking about just go rewatch Jack Zack Snyder's justice league on HBO max instead of rewatching this. Um, Oh, I don't think I like this guy. I think I watched one or two. Wasn't feeling him. Um, he made a really good point though, where he was like, "This movie is has a, like a short shelf life, and it's one of those movies where you like it's like you have to see it in theaters. You know what I mean for it to be good, and that's usually a sign that it's not a great movie. It's like kind of like, and he compared it to like the 3D movies where it's like, oh, you got to see this movie in theaters for 3D, and it's just like, okay, you're going for the experience, not so much the film. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's perfect. I think this is a movie where if you see it either at the movies or even if you just watch it once at home, but you got the nice surround sound and the, the I know you don't have a, a big surround sound. You live in an apartment, um, but it's one of those movies you're not probably going to watch again. You might very true see it on cable and turn it on and you're like, oh, it's not a fight scene. I'm just going to turn it off. Yeah, there's three fight scenes. If you catch one of those, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of what I expected. And but hoped it wouldn't happen. And it's one of those things where it's like every single one of these movies, it's like we just want action, boom, boom, boom. We don't want all this story. But you know there's still going to be this attempt at a story because you have to. You can't just do a, a straight-up fight movie mm-hmm. as much as I joked that I wanted it just to be a UFC paper car, pay-per-view. Well, it's because they're cowards and they don't have the balls to make it just a fight movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, yeah, there's ways they could have done the. Pl- I just they're they're so handcuffed with monster movies like this, because at least with a superhero movie, your fucking main character talks, and you can develop a character and you know and all this stuff to make those fight scenes more worth it. With Godzilla versus Kong, like you could try all you want to make give Kong a fucking backstory and everything. Kong like, had sign language, Jerry. It's just it's he not, communicated. It's just not gonna work as well. You know what I mean? I, it was pretty and emotional that's the when, he, when he signed to that little girl. Um, that's just the problem with these kind of movies. And, you know, the whole Mechagodzilla thing, we predicted that so predictable. Um, and humans always just got to be in it somehow. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I and mean, even with the monster saving the day, they still had a human hero restart Kong's heart. Yeah, of course. It, it had to be the humans. Like, I, I just don't know how they do a movie like this. That's the only way to do like something like, like a monster movie it's almost like when the monster is the villain, and I think that's why the first Godzilla is better than the second one. It's because Godzilla is like the whole time you're like, is he good? Is he bad? I don't know how good Kong Skull Island is, but like when you have this big monster as like this ominous threat, it's like one thing, and then you can understand why you're going with humans and blah blah blah. But I don't know when you're pitting like a fight movie against each other. It's Batman versus Superman. There was just too much story that just wasn't necessary. At least with this, it had a much better payoff. In terms of the fight scenes, than Batman vs Superman, a much better. That's for damn sure. Um, I, so 
on a baseline, the story was fine. You kind of understood everything that was happening. But it was very much, we're going to force feed this story with the humans until we can get to our big action scenes that we care about. Yeah. 85% of their interest went into, how are we going to set up a different action scene? Yeah. No, for sure. Um, have you seen any of the other monsters? I've seen the first Godzilla. So the 2014 one? Yeah. You have not seen Kong or Godzilla King of the Monsters? I have not. I've watched part of King of the Monsters, haven't seen the other ones. Um, so, I again, I don't feel like I needed that much backstory. No. <laughs> um, big lizard, big monkey. Let's fucking duke it out. Let's just go to town. And I was fine with that. That's all I needed. Yeah. Um, I The human aspect of it was not enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. At all. Yeah. I agree. Uh, they tried being funny with the one podcaster dude and, and and the one kid from Deadpool 2. I liked him. The guy from Deadpool 2. I, it just was the cheesiest awkward friend who's still going to break into a high security lab with his other yeah it was just i just like him as an actor and he made me laugh like once so it was fine it just felt so forced and stereotypic yeah stereotypic stereotypical such a stereotype yeah um besides that though jay these fucking these fight scenes were a good time yeah i do have i do have a gripe with one what's that um, the second fight scene, I guess, quote unquote, sec- the one in the city. Yeah. Um, they fight. Mm-hmm. Kong uses the axe. Yeah. And the guy very clearly says, oh, looks like that round goes to Kong. Yeah. In which Godzilla just gets up and beats the fuck out of Kong <laughs> right afterwards <laughs> and stops his heart. How do you give him that round? Because that was that was a very obvious. Uh, we're going to say this out loud. That way, the people watching it are like, oh, it's one in one. But it wasn't one on one. The fight wasn't over. Godzilla immediately got up. I yeah. It's not like he was down for the count, had to fucking swim away, lick his wounds. Yeah. He just got up and was like, "Now I'm pissed off," and it was upsetting to watch. They made got they made King Kong a bitch in this movie. Yeah. He would have died three separate times if not for human intervention. Yeah, Riley said that. She was like, "Your boy needs a lot of help." Three separate times. He would have died on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Would have died um, fighting just a random monster that fucking cir- circled around him and squeezed him like a snake. Yeah. Like, he was fucked. He was dying. <laughs> and the humans were like, let's shoot missiles, save Kong's dumbass again. <laughs> and then they had to restart his fucking heart. He lost and died three separate times, if not for his hu- human homies. Well, I have a spin zone. So, some would say Godzilla won the fight. Unfortunately, I would say that, and it was heartbreaking. Spin zone, though. Kong won. Because Kong saved Godzilla's life. Kong did save the day, but he lost the fight. But what's more important? Ty, if you beat the shit out of me mm. like two or three times, well, it would only be two times in this situation. The third time was just a random guy beat the shit out of me. Yeah, you got the upper edge. <laughs> but then if someone has you literally about to die, has you on life's doorstep, yeah, and I swoop in and just beat the fuck out of him, I, I feel like that I, that gives me the advantage. Yeah, I lost the prelim fights, but I won the championship. I won the fu- I beat the fucking champion. It's like a like player A beats player B, but player B beats player C, but then player C beats player A. It's just like a circle. Yeah. Like Kong beats Mecha, but Mecha meets beats Godzilla, but Godzilla beats Kong. Yeah. So it's just a never-ending circle. Yes. Except for the fact that Kong would be dead three separate events <laughs> if not for humans. They should have done Really pissed me off. And again, I don't know. You have to have some sort of a semblance of a story in there to explain why they're fighting or how they get places. They should have done. There's just testosterone. The ocean fight. It was literally they were just sitting there with their fucking pistols in their hand, like holsters. This world ain't big enough for the both of us. 
They could have done the ocean fight, Godzilla's territory, because he fucking can swim. And then Again, the ne- would have killed Kong. The next fight they could have done on, like, Skull Island or some bullshit. Even – I thought the Middle Earth thing – was that what it's called? Middle Earth? Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. I thought that looked incredible, the way they did the sky and everything. Do a fucking fight there. Get yeah. Godzilla's ass there somehow. Yeah. And then that's Kong's territory. That's, like, home team advantage. Yeah. Ocean, it, Hollow Earth. Kong wins that, and then they somehow get to the city. Again, I don't know how they would explain all this. That's not my fucking job. I'm just the watcher, the viewer. And then the third fight could be in a big city like Hong Kong or whatever where they just destroy fucking everything. And then fuck it. Just kill them both. Don't make no, a winner. No, no, no. Here's the issue, Jay. Are they going to make another movie, though? Yes. They did not leave it open, I feel like. They both very much still exist. There's going to be a Hollow Earth movie with Kong. There's going to be Godzilla doing doing Godzilla-type things. Oh, then no no chance they don't continue this. Then they just have a standoff. I don't need Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla is pretty fucking cool, though. Most unnecessary thing ever to have him possessed by the other monster. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Gadira it. Or whatever. I yeah. liked it. Just so unnecessary. It was literally just to kill the main bad guy. And then he would have gone and fought the monsters anyways. Yeah. I think... Oh, my God. Maurice is barking a lot. I think Mechagodzilla was fine in theory. I actually don't hate it that much. I think I hated the way they executed it, honestly. I thought the fight was pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, having a third guy where they both team up and then that's where they have the mutual respect for each other. It was Batman v Superman. We called that immediately. We said they're going to fight, they're going to come together, and they're going to beat Mechagodzilla together. Yeah. We knew this months ago. Um, So I I don't hate that because it does give you a way to make more movies. But if they're not going to make more movies, if we're in 10 years looking back and there's not another Kong and Godzilla movie, then they should have just fucking killed them both. Should have had Kong put the axe through Godzilla's heart, and the Godzilla just exploded, kill all of them. Yeah, he could have stabbed him. Entire planet, too. Kong. Just Kong, the apocalypse. Kong could have stabbed him, and then Godzilla said, you should have went for the head, and then fucking <laughs> blasted him with his laser beam, and then they both would have died. And then half the planet would have faded to dust. Crossover. Bro, they could have easily... Bro. They should have done that. They could have killed each other, literally destroyed the planet, and then just fucking reboot the movies. Who gives a shit? <laughs> no one likes your human characters anyways. As long as the monsters are there in the next sequel, you're happy. Just go to a different planet and just be like, oh, this is Earth 1274, where Godzilla and Kong still exist. Multiverse. Get some King Kong multiverse action. Or they could just kill each other. Earth survives. End credit scene. There's a baby Kong and baby Godzilla. They had kids. Oh, they had okay. They had kids with each other. Is Godzilla boy or girl? Uh, non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> so he could theoretically be asexual it's and true. reproduce himself. Just pops out an egg. Dude, they could have done it. It was fine. I have one question. What? They didn't know how to get to Hollow Earth. Yeah. And then proceeded to guide Kong to Hollow Earth. <laughs> <laughs> to the entrance of Hollow Earth. Okay, but the entrance he goes through, he climbs on metal beams, meaning that they created the yeah. path. Yeah. I was so confused. Why did they need Kong? Because once they, I don't know, once they got down they were there, like, he we knew don't, where to go. We were like, know. we think Hollow Earth exists. We don't know. We need Kong to show us. That just wasn't true. They knew exactly how to get there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell. Kong you. guided them once they were in. Maybe, yeah, it was like, we need Kong to kill all these other monsters for us even though we had to kill the monster for kong pretty much 
and then Kong got killed, and but. then they exited by climbing up the whole Godzilla. That shot was sick, in Earth, though. Right? That yeah, that was okay. sick. When he blasted the hole all the way through Earth, like it made no sense why he just fucking went <laughs> at the ground. He's pissed off. He could sense it. <laughs> But it was actually, you know what the kind of implications that would have on the earth? That's remarkable. <laughs> and does it stop at the center? Did it go all the way through? I, I guess so. Like it hits hollow earth and it's like, I know to be done. Yeah, that's the precision that he has. Instead of just going straight through and you're just on the other side of the world, just dead asleep because oh, it's a different man. time zone. And you just get fucking Godzilla lasered through the fucking chest in your bed. It's so <laughs> so fucking funny. It was It was epic though. It was fucking epic. It's fantastic. And I love that he just randomly found the fucking battle axe he needed for Godzilla, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was just literally laying there. <laughs> Had no intent of actually finding a weapon or anything. Shows up. He's like, I want this. <laughs> it was his home, bro. And then he just doesn't know what it is, doesn't know its powers, and then immediately just stops Godzilla's blast with it. <laughs> Not knowing if it would just implode. And so Hollow Earth was like the birthing place of all these titans is that what the yeah, argument is all the monsters and shit they come from the hollow earth so again i it was epic it's also godzilla's home why did godzilla do that because he sends kong down there and he was like get the fuck out of my home yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like what was the, and it well it seemed like an unreactionary thing like he was somehow like hooked up to that no it for sure was i mean the axe looked like one of his spikes like his back yeah. spikes I don't know, man. What'd you get the plot slash story? <laughs> Let me find it here, Jake. I gave, gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. Okay, so um, we're right on line. Lots of stuff didn't make sense. The humans <laughs> sucked. Yeah. Where? Okay, so the one guy. Okay, so the guy who wrote the book. That. Okay. Yep. Was he the guy that was with them the whole time? That restarted Kong's heart. Yep. I didn't know that was the same guy. Yeah, same guy. What like? Wait, who gave him all this, like, government clearance? Wasn't he just a professor? Yes, but then the one the one bad guy showed up. Yeah, and he was the like... The Mecha guy. Because he needed him to go there to get the power for Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, but he had a bunch of, like, government clearance and shit with him. Like, who allowed that? Is that one Asian guy just that powerful? Yeah, that would be... I mean, he built a literal robot Godzilla. But He's he didn't seem got- like he was part of the government. He seemed like he was his own... So you tell me that one guy had, like, literal U.S. I don't know if it was government stuff. I think that was all private. Military. Private military. So he had his own fucking aircraft carriers that cost, like, $40 billion to make. Yes. And they just conveniently had this rig set up that perfectly fit around Kong's neck and his wrists to keep him restrained. Yes. And it fucking carried him with a helicopter. (laughs) So fucking ridiculous. (laughs) I, I I don't know how much they say King Kong weighs. Having helicopters carry something like that on a rope thing would not work, right? Like, they would all get pulled right into each other and just get killed. That or the rope would fucking snap. <laughs> I just, I, there's a lot of, again, I'm not going to argue scientific stuff with giant monkey and yeah. lizard. <laughs> it's just uh, real convenient that these two giant monsters also could just walk on the, the carrier and not just sink it. <laughs> like, they just, like, you stepped on, like, a pool noodle or something in the pool. It goes underwater. It's not that buoyant. Yeah. <laughs> Those ships can't be that buoyant. I mean, they had a fucking, uh, like, a plane thing. Not plane. The thing they fucking drove down to Middle Earth that was, like, zero gravity resistant. So that's another point that the Jeremy Johns guy made is the first Godzilla, it's, like, normal. 
it's like modern. There's no advance. And now seven years later, the technology's like twenty one hundred. Mm. Yeah. Technology. Like they just advanced that much in seven years. Huge amount. <laughs> and the fact that they are going to this random place, they may die, and they're like, Let's bring the little girl just in case. <laughs> Real fucked up. Bad parenting from That's a non-parent. That's what Riley said. That's what Riley said. Like, we don't know how to stop this monkey. Good thing we have this eight-year-old with us. <laughs> Let's risk her fucking life. Oh, man. So I'm guessing in the Kong Skull Island, Skull Island gets fucked up. Is that why he was in that, like, containment center? Yeah, there was, like, a storm or something. Like, so every time they went out of it, it was, like, some sort of fucked up storm. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what it was. Yeah, I... Her family got killed. I know that. Which, what was the point of having Kong, like, throw the log at the edge of the containment center like he was mad, but then just not care? It was he knew he was trapped. He was pissed off that he's trapped, and eventually he's going to lash out. He just never did. Well, they got rid of him. That was their excuse. Like, okay, we can move him because oh, he's yeah. going to get pissed here anyways. That was my thought process on it. I gave it an eight. It just... What'd you give a... Uh, Visual slash cinematography. Now, this is probably the biggest difference, maybe, from seeing it in theaters and not seeing it in theaters. I gave it a 17. I gave it a 19. Um, I thought the Hollow Earth part looked really good. Yeah, it looked fucking awesome. I thought all the monsters looked good. Yep. Fight scenes looked cool. The cities looked cool. Um, the flying ship things looked awful. Okay. The zero gravity ships yeah. looked terrible. Um, there was other stuff that looked okay. Not great. Okay. It was okay. The monsters look good. Middle Earth look good. And boy, was that fucking IMAX. Maybe not IMAX, but that surround sound in that movie theater. Fucking boom and tie. It was a good It was a it good was watch. Good sound editing. This should get an Oscar for their sound editing. Okay. I would love to see this in like an IMAX Dolby theater. I'll never watch this movie again. Uh, maybe if I could just watch the fight scenes. You could, you could skim through it. But, well, I can't go to an IMAX Dolby theater and skim through it. I'd have to watch the whole thing. You could you could skim through it. Didn't realize that was what you were saying. Yeah, it, it it was it was epic. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's probably getting a two point bump, movie theater bump. But th- that's fine. Yeah, I think there were some things that didn't look awesome. Awesome. The fight scenes were fun and everything, which maybe different category gets points. Um, but for the most part, I think it looked really good. The monster fights were good. Nothing looked awful besides those ships. Yeah. I didn't notice those. Um, the guy getting electrocuted in the skull. Very fake electricity. Really bad CGI. Electrocu- elect- the fake oh, pilot yeah, for Mechagodzilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mechagodzilla looked okay. Could have looked better. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Fun watch. Visually speaking. What'd you give key elements? 19. Okay. Higher than me. I gave it a 16. I think they wanted to make big-ass monster fights, and they made big-ass monster fights, and their one issue was they had a little bit of story, but you have to do that with this kind of movie. Yeah, I, I thought the fights were fucking awesome. Um, I thought they did a very good job. I just gave it a 16 lower score because there wasn't as much as I, I, I had hoped for. Okay. Um, and that's just being selfish. But yeah. I just, for my thought process, realistically, the movie they were trying to make, this is as much as they could do just strictly focusing on the monsters. Yeah. Without just being a jumbled mess. Yeah, that's fair. The fight scenes were fucking epic, though. They were. They were fantastic fight scenes. The Kongzilla one. I'm just calling him Zilla. Kongzilla in the city. That was epic. It's fucking cool. Kong was, like, dodging and shit. Yeah, ducking, weaving in the buildings. And then he gets the axe and he, like, jumps up. He fucked up Mechagodzilla, too. 
Like Mike Godzilla was effortlessly. I mean, Godzilla did help by laser beaming the axe right before he swung it. But yeah, it was not a f- like. It was a very quick fight. Uh, I got beef with the fight too. What Kong? Kong gets like thrown into a building and like dislocates his shoulder. He's like, "Ow!" Godzilla just gets fucked up the entire time and has no sustainable like substantial he's injuries. Fucking Godzilla! Like, how does like, he Superman. dislocate an elbow? Do lizards not have dislocated elbows? He's like Superman. They just don't fucking like Godzilla was fucking him up, and the only one who showed injuries was was I mean King Kong was fucking him up, and he, the only one who showed injury was Godzilla. King Kong, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I think it's just because he's so fucking overpowered. It's bullshit. Would be my only guess. I think he's just stupid. <laughs> I think it was like, he looks like a human because he's a monkey, so like, we can give him human injuries. Yeah. But they can't give the lizard man injuries, despite the fact that he got a fucking axe to the face. Yeah, I I agree. He got an exploding axe to the face, Jay. I agree. I, I agree. He aimed for the head. <laughs> Yeah, what would it take to kill Godzilla? Mechagodzilla? Is that literally the only thing? That's another reason, like, what else is there for Godzilla to do? Isn't Mechagodzilla, like, the... I, I don't know. And, like, King Kong's the other titan that's a badass. I'm pretty sure in the other movie he killed all the other titans. Yeah. So, exactly. Why not just fucking kill him? Let King Kong win. Maybe, like, the transport. You know how, like, like the podcaster and Millie Bob and Brown were in, like, the transport? And they're like, oh, they have, they have skull crushers or whatever, like, the different animals. Yeah. Maybe like they're they're growing more. More titans. So he's just going to fight more of the same bullshit. I'm sure there's someone from the the Godzilla folklore, be like an outer space titan. Who from home planet? Will Godzilla fight next? Let's see what the internet says. Um Where the monsterverse should go next on denofgeek.com. Okay. Um Warner Brother and Legendary's four-movie arc. Oh, so they work together on this? For the MonsterVerse ends with Godzilla vs. Kong, but there's plenty more we want to see in this world of God and monsters. Um, there might be... This was an interview in 2019. There might be something coming out of Japan. There might be something from the United States. There might be a collaboration. Oh, oh. I think that's what this is. Mothra gets her own movie. I thought that person was dead. I thought that was the skull. Technically, the Mothra we saw in 2019 got roasted by Ghidorah, the evil space lizard who turned her into a lightning bug. However, any good Keiju fan will tell you there's always another Mothra egg. Yeah, see, that's probably the thing. There's more Titans are going to be born. Godzilla versus Biolanti. When we spoke with director Michael Duggerty, Duggerty in Japan a few years ago, he revealed that if he did another Godzilla movie, he would love to see the less famous Biolanti do battle with the lizard. She's one of the very few. She's one of the very few other female Kaiju. Daughtry says she's interesting because oh. she almost. What does that mean? Godzilla is a female. Maybe because she's almost like Frankenstein creature. She's a combination of DNA from a scientist dead. Do- she's a combination of DNA from a scientist dead daughter, Godzilla and a rose. A rose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Audrey on steroids. Kong in the journey to the center of the earth. That's what this movie was. It was journey to the center of the earth three. Yeah. Um, Destroya. De- That's pretty fucking dis- cool name. No, it's Destor Destoroya versus All Monsters. How do you top audience excitement for Godzilla versus Kong? That's a good question. We don't have an easy answer to. But it, but if we if Warner Brothers play their cards right, the studio could build anticipation up for several films to Destoria movie and give the HR Geiger inspired Keiju his due. He is, after all, the only giant monster to truly kill off Godzilla in one of the Toho films. 
Yeah, I feel like the issue is like we they gave us Batman versus Superman, knowing that there was other supervillains like in the distance. Yeah, this is peak for MonsterVerse. Um, appearing in the final film in the seven movie Heisa saga, Godzilla versus Destorioya, whatever. This winged nightmare murdered Godzilla's son and entered Godzilla in a mortal a combat with the big G. Mortal combat. Now we're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get a cameo in a few weeks. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um. Let me Google this real quick. Is Godzilla a is Godzilla real? Really? <laughs> uh, Godzilla, gender neutral pronouns. While in the English dub versions, Godzilla is explicitly described as a male. Does Godzilla have a girlfriend? Bijra is a female Godzillasaurus. <laughs> Godzilla's. <laughs> and Godzilla's girlfriend in the Japanese version of the Game Boy Godzilla game. Okay. Give him a girlfriend. Godzilla is based on a dinosaur. Oh, they they could have killed both King Kong and Godzilla, and then at the end credit been like, hey, there's some eggs we found in Middle Earth. And they show the egg, and it starts cracking, and you just see a little baby Godzilla. Dacosaurus is, is an extinct genius of crocodile... Great. Is an extinct uh, crocodile. Got it. Uh, the the Red Sox are losing. Yep. Because Bingo. I bet on them. Yep. Why am I so bad, Ty? It's funny. It's really funny. It's like impossible. If someone just faded me in betting, they'd make so much money. Legit, like fifteen straight wins. It's incredible. It's really remarkable. I wish I would have been doing it the entire time. But the second I I start doing it, you're gonna heat up. What'd you give characters? I feel like you're gonna give this a lot lower than I did. Um, I gave it. I gave it a score that I'm reducing to six. What did you originally give it? An eight. I gave it a nine. I gave it too much love for Godzilla and Kong, and in hindsight, they had no character building. Kong a little bit. Not really. I gave it a six. I gave it a nine because I thought the little girl was fine. I thought she was compelling. I thought the one girl, albeit a bad mom. Adopted mother, yeah. Was fine. Um, and like I said, I didn't mind the Deadpool 2 kid. He made me laugh a few times. Didn't like him. And the podcaster, I thought he was fine. Made me laugh a few times. Didn't really okay. like Millie Bobby Brown. Didn't really like anyone else. And just the lines in this movie. So cheesy. And just like so, so it was bad. Awful dialogue. Yeah, they didn't have, they didn't put a lot of thought into the script. A very minimal amount of budget went to dialogue writers. Yeah. <laughs> they said, we're spending a lot on CGI and big monster fights. Here's what we got left over. Give us something to work with. Pretty much. Um, something I want to talk talk about with the plot slash story that pissed me off the most, I think, is Mechagodzilla is about to kill Godzilla. And then they pour fucking tequila or whatever in like the, the circuit <laughs> board. And then that's what makes Mechagodzilla like start to short out. My my favorite thing is like, oh, I'm going to drink. And the kid's like, drink, drink. Like repeating it as if the word drink had anything to do with what, like. <laughs> I, like, I like I, it just made no sense. And then, yeah, I just pour it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to glitch out for no fucking reason. Wouldn't he have fucked up when he destroyed it? Because Mechagodzilla turns bad because he unlinks from the guy or whatever. And then he's just only controlled by Ghidorah or whatever her name is. But then he swipes the one Asian guy who created Mechagodzilla, the bad guy, and then, like, destroys the whole circuit room in the process. Like, yes. wouldn't he fuck up then? No, it takes a little bit of alcohol poured on a keyboard. That's not even connected to him. No longer connected whatsoever. It's the fucking cloud. How does that? It's just dumb. It was fucking stupid. 
And it was so unnecessary, too. Like, they could have just had him counter. You know what would have been badass? I don't know how they would have explained this to Godzilla. There's a satellite that goes from the circuit board to the satellite to Mechagodzilla. Godzilla, they somehow tell him. Again, I don't know how they're going to fucking communicate with Godzilla. He fucking shoots his laser beam. He, like, shoots his laser beam at Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla, like, dodges it. Like, haha, bitch. You're not going to hit me. And Godzilla, you know, obviously can't talk, but it, it's like, he's like winks. I meant to do that. Goes past him, and then you get a shot of the laser beam, like going through the sky, like following it. That'd be pretty sick. Like in following the outer space it. and shit. And then it hits a fucking satellite, and then that's what makes Mechagodzilla freak out. And then you got Kong fucking smash monkey. That's what they should have done. Yeah, I like that better than pouring fucking water on it. It was so stupid, board. and just the, the idiotic trope of repeating a word someone else says like that's your thought process like drink drink give me your dr-. like <laughs> it's so stupid it didn't even connect either because usually when they do that trope it's like you know they'll say a word that's like connected to mechagodzilla but not yes like you if he would have fucking had like an alcohol in a joint he's like i'm about to get fried right now he's like yeah fried fried and then fries the circuitry yeah he didn't drink anything <laughs> Oh, man. Godzilla could have just thrown him in the ocean then, I guess. Would Mechagodzilla just have <laughs> fucking short-circuited then? It starts raining, and he just freaks the fuck out. <laughs> fuck, man. Um, that was characters. Yeah, enjoyment. What'd you give it, Jay? I gave it a 16. <laughs> I gave it a 14. I really fucking loved watching this in theaters. As slow as it was at points, which kept it from getting any higher, the fight scenes were just epic. And I just... the fu- The fight scene... Where Godzilla and Kong were fighting, or it might have been when Kong was fighting Mecha. I don't remember. It brought a literal tear to my eye, just being back in the movies watching this. <laughs> Cinema. Something that's not sad at all. It was just you and Martin Scorsese sitting in the theaters just crying. <laughs> like, this is movie making. <laughs> Martin Scorsese hate, would probably hate this movie. <laughs> not probably. He would hate this movie. He hates this movie. Um, it was a fun fucking turn your brain off, and they tried turning your brain back on with the dumb plot and characters. Shouldn't have done that. Leave my brain off. But leave my brain off and let me switch it back on and use all my energy for the fucking fight scenes, which they did a very good job of. So Yeah, they did good at what they wanted to do. They just added too much into it. Yeah. Cut out a lot of the human interaction. <laughs> for sure. A significant amount of it. I agree. All right, Ty. That gives it a uh, final score. Yeah, oh. thank you. I thought you were skipping past it. I need your final score. Of 68 out of 100 for me. Give it 65 out of 100. Uh, putting us at 66.5. It is just barely within the lines, Jay. Half a point. Or no, point and a half. 43rd out of 68 movies we've reviewed. Um, let's see where that's Tied sits. with a dog's purpose. Shit, put that out of order. Tied with a dog's purpose. I think... And these are similar movies in the ways that they knew what they were trying to achieve, and they achieved it. Yeah. <laughs> Dog's Purpose trying to make you cry and kill some puppies. They killed some puppies. Yeah. Godzilla was trying to make you cry and watch some awesome battle fights that bring a tear to your eye. It made you bring it, it brought a tear to your eye, Jay. I'm a little upset that it's under Zack Snyder's Justice League, but that's okay. Um, that's accurate. That's okay. I won't. I won't grow up about it too much. I. No, you did give it six, eight points higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just going to get over it. Zack Snyder's just a better movie than Godzilla vs. Kong. I'll say it right now. Kong versus Godzilla. No. <laughs> um, next week we're reviewing... Um, one of two movies. What's the one I said? So, one of which be... Fuck me, I just punched the mic. 
not Space Force. Very similar. Netflix superhero. Bad radio. What's the one you recommended? I'll look at this. V- Voyagers? Voyage. So there's yeah, Voyagers. one. There's one. Voyagers. One movie in theaters only. Voyagers. Starring um, Johnny Depp's daughter. Neil Berger. Nope, that's a producer. Lily Rose Depp, Ty Sheridan, Colin Farrell. Yep. I like these people. I like one of their dads and then the other people. Yep. Um, it's about space, astronauts, paranoia, madness on, I'm assuming, a spaceship. But you have to go to the theaters to watch it. So, in case we uh, we don't go to theaters, Thunder we're going to be re- we're going to be reviewing what, Jay? Thunder Force Thunder on Force. Netflix. Uh, releases April 9th, starring Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer. Tyler loves Melissa McCarthy. Uh, ben Falcone is in it, who and he also directs. That's a familiar name. Oh, Ben F- Ben. Some may ask, what is he from? Some may ask, what is Ben Falcone from? He is from movies such as I don't know him from any of these. Me neither. Oh, you know what? Yeah, he's Melissa McCarthy's husband. Oh. He just directs and does a lot of the shit movies she's in. Oh, Super Intelligence was not good, and he's in Super Intelligence. He was also Happy Times Murder. That he, was also not good. He, di- he was not in. He directed Super Intelligence. And if I'm not mistaken, is also directing this. He just directs movies with his wife. And I think the best thing Melissa McCarthy could do is divorce him. <laughs> because he's not good at making movies, and I think she's too nice to say no to him. <laughs> because she almost won or did win an Oscar for... I can't fucking find it. I don't know. It was the one serious movie. She was in a, she was in a fucking serious movie. And it was good, and I'm 99% sure it had nothing to do with her husband. I, I don't know. I have How no idea. can you ever forgive me? 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by not her husband. <laughs> that's it. That Melissa McCarthy shitty comedies that there are a plethora of, all her husband. Tammy. Ben yeah. Falcone. The Boss. This looks terrible. 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ben Falcone. Identity Thief. Admittedly, not a bad film, but directed by someone else, so that makes sense. Uh, it did. This movie did get two nominations at the Scream Awards. Best Fantasy Movie and Best Fantasy Actress. So there's that. Okie doke. Um, Thunder Force. Quick synopsis, because we're going to watch it next week. I'm going to force Tyler. Or Voyagers. In a world where supervillains are commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city. Thunder Force. Ty, to wrap up the podcast, random movie uh, percentage, Rotten Tomatoes score. So we had Kong versus Godzilla. Kong, cousin of Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong first appeared. Mario first appeared in the Donkey Kong game. Mario had a movie. Super Mario Bros. 1993 fantasy. One hour and 44 minutes. Tyler, what did the Super Mario Bros. movie get on Rotten Tomatoes? 14%. 24. Fuck, it's 10 off. I've been, I've been real ballpark every single guess. Yeah. You ever seen that movie? No. And I don't want to. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. We should have made it a bad movie review. We should have. But we don't do those anymore. I might just watch it for my own entertainment then. You got anything else, Ty? I don't. This is this has been fun. I'm still very pissed that we are not getting Mortal Kombat soon. Yeah, I got moved back, but that's okay. Um, Voyager slash Thunder Force this, this coming week, and then we'll figure out the rest of our schedule after. 
Yes, sir. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.